0: Hey there this is brian and lynette wolf
1: hey everybody well we're very excited to do this call with you guys go through some leads uh we have so many students right now with so much happening that uh it's a very very exciting time and guys summer is always a, a pretty brisk time in the real estate market so you want to make hay when the sun shines and that's summertime so we want to be out there, we want to be getting as many leads as possible right now, and we always talk about being a successful real estate investor, and the two things that you're going to require to be a successful real estate investor is lead flow. You've got to have leads coming through, and then number two, you've got to be working them, you know, making those closing calls. So if you're doing those two things, then, uh, you know, um, deals will happen. And we're just seeing it with all of our students now, and it's very exciting. And we're we're super
0: excited to be doing the Come to Papa on the uh, weekly Gold Club. I mean the monthly Gold Club call. Uh, So we're stepping in for our good friend Ron Legrand, and uh, we did get some uh, um, property information sheets uh, faxed in to us. Um, And so what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to just start right in. Uh, we got some really good leads to go over. Thank you for sending them in ahead of time. Who faxed them in? Um, and uh, I'm going uh, to ask Rashaan to to put you in the queue. So hopefully you hit star zero. Is that what puts you in the queue? Um, the first one I want to talk to is uh, Robin and Skip. Are you in the queue? Can I get Robin and Skip? Rashan.
2: Hi. First on the line we have Chanel. Chanel, please go ahead.
0: Oh, Chanel. Okay.
1: Hey, Chanel. Chanel. Uh, Hello? Rashan, do we have uh, our caller?
2: Sharon, please go ahead. Oh, sorry. Hi,
1: can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you.
2: Sharon, how okay. are you doing? Hi, Hi how
3: are you doing? Good to hear from you. So I got yeah. two questions. I got two questions. One was a, a closing and one is a deal that I don't know if I've never heard done it, so I want to ask you. So first of all, I'll ask you about the the, the other deal. A guy called me and said he has a duplex and, um, and he wants me to lease purchase it for him. He's a seller. He flipped it, he rehabbed it, and he wants So does the lease purchase work with the duplex? We usually don't do
0: lease purchase on, uh, you know, multi-units. Um, now, because what, it doesn't
3: work? Does it's not it, give me the numbers on the duplex. What does he all want all right. to do? The it duplex, it's he, okay, he bought it for three fifty. put forty into it, so he's got three ninety into it. He got a, a $75,000 uh, no-interest loan for one year, and oh, the rest of it, he puts he's looking a for cash. Uh, well, he's looking for fifty thousand cash. So I told him I don't think that he would be able to get fifty thousand on a duplex. I thought that's that's more than ten. That's like ten percent
4: of what yeah, he's selling yeah. for. Yeah, He's, he's uh, going to have to get a
0: right?
3: less than that. Um, if
0: he's willing to do owner financing and sell us the duplex, we're going to have to get the numbers uh,
3: much lower than that. Right, he'd be willing to go 450 for it. Even um, though uh, the value, appraised value would be about 510, but he still wants 50. I told him I couldn't get him 50. 50 would be too much.
1: What did he say when you told him that? He
3: said he said um, I said I actually told him he should I told him a way to sell it, but he said, "Well, he needs the 50. He wants to get 50 so he can go do something else." He, but and he really would like somebody to buy it out in the year.
1: Like, only have a one-year deal. Yeah, see, I don't like anything. I don't like, he's not giving you enough equity for you to bend over backwards on this deal, unless there's a great positive cash flow, and depending on what the tenancy 4, is.
3: $4,000. Right $4,000 is, is uh, he would get total, 2000 for for each unit.
1: Okay, and what, what uh, so what's the payments on the property? So he, he's going to give you owner financing if you give him fifty. Yeah, I, can, uh, I,
3: I can't see where place. I can get any money out of
0: it. Yeah, yeah. I can't see any money no. on this deal either. And, okay, and the so whole then let's thing move is, on.
1: Yeah. Okay, even if you get owner financing, guys, I mean, it's worth it a lot of times. But if you've got somebody who's breathing down your neck who has to be out in six months or something, you can't promise that. Because you're going to have a lease purchase buyer in there. That's our, you know, standard exit strategy. And if you're going to, no, there's no way you can promise that you're going to be able to close by that date. And if they're breathing down your neck, it's not worth it. And okay, because cause you know, I told him, him that the only way this would work
3: is if he didn't get yeah. any money up front. And I moved yeah. the just 10000 on it. And, then, um, and he ended up getting, you know, another, uh, another four so, times, okay. uh, yeah, times yeah, $48,000. Yeah.
1: Here's one thing you might want to do. If you can just put this under contract and see if you can do an Axe deal, see if you can find, now nobody, okay. Oh, that's right, that's right, okay. Uh, you know, Lynette is taking another call. Hang on one second. Okay. Okay, go to your next lead. What was your
3: next question you had, Sharon? My next question is this. I finally, one of my deals that I did, they optioned, they, optioned, uh, they exercised their option to purchase. Uh, within six months of closing. And um, and they closed on Friday, but I had a real problem, and I don't know. They, the, I was trying to close with my real estate lawyer. They wanted to close with their title company. The title company basically told me that they, and, okay, so what I did was I, 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 I was in the middle, and what I did was I assigned my deal with the tenant buyer back to the owner and had them release me from my original lease purchase from the owner but the title company told me that I didn't even have to do that they didn't even care they said that as long as I had gotten my 10,000 up front for the option uh, uh, for the option deposit that I'm out of it so I had real hassle dealing with the title company they said that I wasn't even in the middle. They didn't care. They're going to work right. directly with the seller, and it was a big mess. Well, that's well, what we like to close with our real estate attorneys.
1: Every once in a while you run into situations where people will be adamant about using their own attorney for the closing or their own title company, and you can battle that as much as you can, uh, but it's not a deal killer uh, usually. And usually, It almost don't have was. Things, yeah, it almost was, but here's the thing. If you... Before you're closing, you need to, I mean, really try to develop some kind of a relationship with their title company and try to schmooze them a little bit, try to explain what you're doing, you know, make sure they understand before they just get this paperwork dropped on their desk, because if they just start looking at it, they may not understand the way we're doing it, structuring it or anything. So uh, that's my tip is just, you know, try to precede them getting your paperwork with a phone call and try to explain it to them and try to try to find I, I would even say unless they have someone specific they're working with over there and then try to get the name of the person and talk to them. You know, it's amazing how if you do a little bit of pre, you know, setting stuff up, it saves you, you know, an, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And that's really true in situations. where Okay. I, so I, but they, they said, closing.
3: do you have a comment on this? They said that uh, my assignment back to the,
1: Um, back to the owner was of little use to them, and they did it without me. Okay, well, here's the thing. This is a complicated deal. Guys, you're not going to be running into this kind of thing. Um, so let's, you know, what if you want to talk to us one on one after this, I'll okay. go into it a little bit more with you.
0: Sharon, can you um, can you send us an email? I know you have our our email. Um, this is a very complicated yeah. deal. We definitely yeah. to talk to you, Sharon. Well, it was just a, okay, but it
3: was just a sandwich deal where I was assigning uh, the tenant buyer's rights directly back to the um, to the owner so that he could close the deal with the owner. Yeah. Yes,
0: and there is a special way that our that. Okay. attorney does that through the title company. So, okay, I'll um, go um, ahead and. I'll send you an email. Yep. And um, the you. moderator, I had yeah. a quick question. Um, I've got some uh, students that are texting and uh, calling us, trying to get into the call. They say the
1: call is full. Is that right? Well, uh, no, the call is
2: not full at all.
1: Okay. Okay. People, are they got the right number?
2: Yeah.
0: And everything? Um, I'll make sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, who do we have in the queue?
2: Okay. Next on the queue, we have Robin. Robin, please go ahead
1: hi Robin hey Robin are you there
0: Robin hello maybe it takes a second for the cue honey
1: Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah hello hi Ben. how are you doing Good, good. Glad you hear me. I was afraid. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, so I wanted to uh, thank you for uh, faxing in the lead sheet. I want to run through the numbers so everybody can uh, uh, see the numbers. Um, if you guys are all taking notes, deal structuring the, is the best part of this whole business. Um, when you become a deal structuring expert, that is just a huge quantum leap towards success. So um, this is uh, the owner, uh, Barry and Kathy. They have a first mortgage, $227,424. Um, and then you've got PITI is $1834. And then a second mortgage, 16767 PITI is $309. So the combined mortgages equal $244,191. Okay. Uh, the R is around $400,000. And they told you that... When you said, um, if I were going to pay cash and close whenever you want, what's the least you'd take, they said 286000 And you said, is that the best they can do? And they said yes, right? Correct. Okay, so on this deal, um, we talked about it, and you went ahead and called the seller uh, just yesterday. And um, the seller agreed to letting us take... Well,
1: why don't we... Robin, why don't you tell us about it?
0: Subject two. Okay. Okay, so...
1: Um,
5: they they want forty two thousand dollars cash, basically.
0: That's the um, difference between two eighty six and what they owe, which is two forty four.
5: Right. Right. So, yeah, they,
0: um, they agreed that you could take over the loan, subject to the loan would stay in their name. They had no issues with that. Uh, you read the closing call script on that.
5: Right. Yeah. They they did say that we could take over their payments. Yeah. Um, I think they're they're wanting to keep title in their name though um which I don't have a problem with. I just don't know for sure which paperwork to do on that um, um,
0: on a um a contract for deed, they don't want the title to transfer until they're paid off in full,
5: yeah, I believe that's correct. I will confirm okay. that when I talk to them again,
0: all with right, so basically we need um we need the super seller finance closing call script. Honey, you want to go through that? Um, the more- yeah,
1: and, and this is what you always say to these folks. Now, there are legitimate reasons why people need cash out of a deal, obviously. So sometimes people do need money down to either buy their next property or move on, or some people really need to pay off something. Uh, so they need the money. So the first thing you ask them, though, if they're asking for a down payment uh, you always use the words like commonly, normally, uh, industry standard. We don't generally pay any money down on lease purchases or whatever you're subject to, whatever you're doing. Now, if they're really married to the thing, you say, well, why do you need the money? And so then they'll explain why they need the money for. And uh, as soon as you understand the level of urgency, sometimes they just say, well, I think people should, you know, pay 5% down or 10% down. They just have some number in their head. They don't really need that money. So once they say that to you, then you kind of both acknowledge the fact that they're not dying for the money. Now, if there are search- certain situations where they need the money, sometimes you need to come up with the money if there's a lot of free equity. But you never come up with money unless there's a lot of free equity. Which, uh, which there is, honey, in this scenario. Yes, getting at
0: is. 286 and the ARV is around 400,000.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's over six figures of free equity, so it's absolutely, you know, a great deal. Um, so you don't want to lose out on it, and you don't want to offend the people. But let's say this is a situation where they don't really need the money for anything specific. So this is a, what we call our super seller financing script. And what you say is, so the difference between what you owe on the property and what, you, what you'll sell it to us for is 42000 And they say yes. And and so now the way we usually work that. And so again you're using usually you know generally business industry standard. The way we usually work that is we'll pay you off that when we cash out. So is and then you just say, is that okay? Okay, you know, and uh just see what they say. And basically you're shooting for uh forty-two thousand dollars of interest, no interest, no payment, pay you off at some future date, seller financing is what you're going for there. So if they don't really need the money and you just commonly approach it like this. Now guys, this works for anything from 5,000, 10,000, whatever the spread is between what they're willing to sell it to you for and what is owed on the mortgage that they're giving you subject to. So this is a great deal. We we need to figure out the 42,000, but other than that, you know, there's so much free equity in this. Do we know what the cash flow is going to be like?
0: Yeah, so the the payment is 1834 plus 309 um so, how much did we think that uh, we could get on a lease purchase buyer?
5: Well, I said I think we. I, well, we're we're going for owner financing on this, so. Um, oh yeah, I think owner we can, financing.
0: That's what i mean. Right. Yeah,
5: I think we can get at least three thousand and uh, maybe higher. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that would be uh, eight fifty to a
1: thousand dollars a month. Okay. That is so, positive cash flow. So that's looking. <laughs> this deal is looking better and better. So. Uh, where did we leave it? Um,
0: uh, you're going to go out and meet with them tomorrow, right, Robin?
5: Well, I'm going to call them tonight and make them the offer that we came up with. And mm-hmm. then um, if they say, okay, we're going to try to go tonight and get it signed. <laughs> get that That's contract great. Hey, signed.
1: I always say, you know, strike while the iron is hot. Uh, you know, time is of the essence. And I'm telling you, we have lost out on deals because we said, okay, well, Tomorrow, we'll see you tomorrow night, and somebody else came that night. So yeah. that's, yeah, and that's the same thing with buyers, guys. If you find a good buyer, boy, try to close them on one of your properties or your only property very quickly. Okay, so that's great. Well, you're doing, that's a great deal. Where did you find that, Robin? Well, these are actually, uh, it's a referral.
0: It's a referral. And also, um, I did want to comment just for the, the listeners online. So if, uh, if Robin needs to come up with some money, since we like to do zero money down, none of our own credit. Um, where, where do you think you might come up with the money, Robin?
5: I have no idea. <laughs> well, actually, what we're going to try to do, we're going to put a buyer in here, and do that within 90 days. So that that would be where the money would come from—is down payment.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, if you can get uh, get get it low enough, where you can, the owner financing buyer uh, is going to give you uh, a
1: non-refundable deposit. Well, basically, if you can get 10% down, you're, you're essentially covered here. We're hoping to get
0: yeah. 20% minimum with uh, your owner financing buyer.
5: Yeah, I'm hoping to get 20 but 10 would cover that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And plus and give us need, a little bit, yeah.
1: Yes, and, and this is something you want to be very aggressive and a lot of marketing on your buyers, you know, quickly. And just you get, whenever you're marketing your, for your buyers – just always know the best three features of the property and just hit those and then build urgency and get them to the property because nobody's buying a property from you unless they go see it. So your goal on that call is to get them to the property. And this this is, you know, such a good deal. You could even give somebody a decent price on this house. Uh, but you, normally you're going to mark up, if you're selling on lease purchase, you're going to mark it up maybe 3%, 5%, something like that. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, so definitely uh, do not hesitate. Get out there and get this. Uh, get the paperwork initialed ASAP, follow it up with your real estate attorney signing. This is an awesome deal. You've got okay. over $100,000 in equity, uh, like $1,000 a month positive cash flow. We do these deals all day long. This is an awesome deal. Okay.
1: Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Robin. For money and in these higher priced homes, and I, you know, we do want you guys not being afraid of these higher priced homes and getting into the higher priced properties. Now, Lynette was just at this event with Ron. uh, Big chunks. Yeah, Uh, that was awesome. And you guys were focusing on more of the the luxury, expensive homes, right? Yeah,
0: we uh, we had quite a few deals uh, that were, you know, in the millions. Um, 2.1 million and one was three million and. Uh, just bigger paydays. It's the same concept, only bigger paydays. It was awesome for those of you guys that were at that event or the live simulcast.
1: cast. Does that get your knees shaking, you guys, <laughs> when they say two, $3 million.
6: <laughs> The funny
1: it, thing is it's the same techniques, and a lot of times people with properties in that price range are more savvy and they understand owner financing, and they might be a lot more flexible than somebody who – you know owns a one hundred and fifty thousand dollar house and it 's you know the only house they 've ever owned and When you start saying lease purchase they don 't really understand what you 're talking about that 's why guys you always want to mirror uh, who who you 're talking to if it 's somebody who owns a two million dollar house that's you 're going to talk to that person a certain way and uh, if it 's someone who is living in the house that, that you know their first house and has never invested at all or done anything then that's, you know, you got to reflect your conversation with that. That's why we say rent to own sometimes instead of lease purchase. Okay?
0: Okay, I'm going to try to get Rashan to uh, get the next person in the queue, honey. Okay. Can you? Uh, oh.
2: Yeah. Okay, Rashan. the next person in the queue we have is Roy. Roy, please go ahead.
0: Roy, okay. Hello. Well, hello, Roy. How hey, Roy. are you doing?
4: Pretty good. Uh, is this a... Is this uh, Roy? Roy Pate, that's right. Okay, where are you from? uh, I'm from Ohio. I was at the meeting uh, this weekend, and I talked to you a couple of times. Oh,
0: yes, that Roy. You didn't tell me which Roy it was. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing fine. Uh, I don't have any deal. I have a couple of questions. uh, I guess they're like technical questions about the... uh, the phone numbers and the Pat Live and the website and all of that. And, sure, and we are, we're here to serve.
0: Go ahead, okay. shoot your question.
4: So my question is, if you have a uh, the Pat Live account, and I believe Ron said something to the ex- effect that you only want buyers call or sellers calling the uh, Pat Live number for the script.
0: Well, um, yeah, because um, with his IVR, um, he's all set up. Uh, with call fire in the IVR system for the buyers, so that's why uh, Ron was saying. Now you get six phone numbers with Pat Live to use for those sellers. Are you signed up with Pat Live yet?
4: I signed up today, and that's what I'm trying to do. Is which on the website? Where which one of these do I want to put that number on the website? And then I use that number that they gave me from Pat Live. And try to get sellers to call that number. And when they do, they'll go to Pat Live, right?
0: Yes, yes. Now you own that phone number. Pat Live lets you own that phone number no matter what. So yeah, you can put it on all your advertisement, um, and then Pat Live will pick up live from that. Now, Roy, have you been to the Quick Start Real Estate School yet?
4: Uh, I can't say.
0: Um, that's like want- the four-
4: no, I have not I've been studying the stuff, and I, I'm pretty sure I can make a deal. So.
0: Oh my goodness! Well, you must get yourself to that QuickStart Real Estate School. I could tell right away by your questions that you had not been there yet.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So, uh, you know, that is definitely um uh, like a next step because uh, Ron the Grand goes over uh not only the luxury home deals that you kind of got to get a taste on, but there's eight different ways to buy and sell real estate and he talks about um, all these questions that you're talking about getting your business set up and so forth. So, um, but Pat Live, if you have any other questions on Pat Live specifically, um, I can get you in touch with um, the manager who runs Pat Live.
1: Okay. Uh, well, you know, I'm just trying to understand
4: the relationship between all of the things that we're doing here. We we need to you need to advertise on the yellow letter, for instance, and then you're going to have them call Pat Live, or how do you drive traffic to your website, for instance, or are you trying to drive traffic there at all, other than buyers that want to look at a house, I guess, right?
0: Um, what we do is, uh, first of all, um, you're going to use the yellow letters, and w- would you rather have sellers calling you or you call the seller? Who's going to be more motivated
4: uh, in general? Who
0: who do you think will be a more motivated seller, if the sellers calling you or you call the seller? Uh,
4: I think it's better if they call you, which is why I'm trying to get the yeah, yellow so letters come out now. That's
0: why, that's why the yellow letters are so awesome, Roy. Um, with the Yellow Letter campaign, uh, you'll drive the sellers to—they'll uh, call to Pat Live. Pat Live will take the basic information, uh, their name and number and address, and then they will forward that onto your VA. Are you using uh, Eagle VA?
3: Yes.
0: Okay, awesome. So then Eagle VA will fill out the property lead sheet for you on the seller, and then um, and then you can do the closing call and negotiate the deal.
1: The whole key, guys, is the, the way this automation works. And if you have seen us, uh, Lynette and I, at the, I, I think may, hopefully a lot of you guys have been to the quick start. And we talk about automation, and we show this chart, and it's got a flow chart of your whole business. So the whole business starts with marketing. So, and marketing is two things. You've got to have a marketing piece. In the case of the yellow letter, that's the yellow letter. And then you've got to have somebody sending the yellow letter out for you. So there's two little pieces. Now, every time you get somebody to do something for you, you're automating your business. People say, what's automation even mean? Well, it means automatically. It means your business runs automatically. So that's what you're shooting for. And you need to have, an, have organized systems and delegation. That's the two parts of automation. And so when you are getting Pat live in place, And when you're getting the VA, you're automating your business by delegating a bunch of tasks that you don't need to be doing. So essentially, you don't step in and talk to somebody until the closing call, until basically you have a lead sheet uh, filled out in front of you, and then you make your call to close them. Now, in your, all your marketing, and yes, in your marketing, you should put your Pat Live number and if you, you know, have your website up, and hopefully, guys, that's very important for credibility's sake, if nothing else, to have some website, um, and Ron's company will help you with that as well. Um, so get, drive them to your website drive them to your you know, how they can phone call or you know, give them lots of different ways to get a hold of you and uh, people like to communicate in different ways too some people really like to call directly I that's kind of like me some people would never do that they want to see a website and kind of research first before they even talk to you so that's why you got to offer people you know, every way to get a hold of you and that's why you do need the website and the other ways they can contact you now as soon as they contact You and indicate and raise their hand and say, "Hey, I'm interested. That's going to be that's going to go to Pat Live, and then Pat Live will send that, uh, you know, the Eagle VA. Yeah, the basic form to the Eagle VA. Now, some of you guys I know have local assistance. Like you have, uh, if you got an office going and you have, you know, a couple people working with you in your business. Uh, The calls are obviously going to be going to them, uh, and that's cool too. However, you want to set it up. That's the cool thing about this business: is you know you create, you know you create it in your own fashion, uh, following the guidelines that we have in place. So you guys can automate and not just pick up another rat race. Okay, that's not what we want.
0: So Roy, Roy, who who's setting up your websites for you?
1: I did that with the uh, uh,
4: the Gold Club
1: perfect. Yeah, good job. Uh, yeah, website, and
4: that's to do it. Uh, and, and my, uh, well, my concern right at this particular moment is that if I did get a deal, if I've got, I've been working on getting everything set up, just like he said. It's going right. go to go Cat Live, then it's going to go to the virtual assistant, then I'm going to get the lead, and I get a, uh, I get a deal. Well, once yeah. I get a deal, then I have to find a buyer. And that's where, uh, what, And that's where, once
0: again, you're set up with Eagle VA. So they have you set up with the IVR, which will capture the buyer's information.
1: Yeah, basically the business just starts over again. It starts over at marketing. However you put your marketing out there, you're going to have to have somebody put it out there for you uh, if you can. Guys, don't underestimate the power of business cards and getting referrals from people you know. I mean, Robin's deal was a referral deal. So a lot of times you'll get deals if you just start letting people know and giving out cards and stuff. uh, You know, you can get deals from all different directions. Right, honey?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So to answer your question, uh, basically it's the same machine. You set it up, you drive them to the IVR, and then from there you can send them to, um, uh, once you have a live buyer and they fill out the sheet, you can go ahead and get them out to see the house, house on a lockbox, and uh, once they're interested, then you get them over to your real estate attorney and sign the deal.
4: When you say Pat Live, you're re- I mean when you say IBR, you're referring to Pat Live.
0: Um, with the buyer, you can have the buyers' calls taken with Pat Live. There's, there's, they, they do both. They do buyer and seller. Okay, if that's your question, Pat Live will do both. That's correct. Yes. yes.
1: That's fine. And just in the beginning, just set it up that way. If you have a ton of calls and a lot of houses for sale, you can also do, set it up with an automatic voice recording where it actually guides them through your properties and it, it'll, just, it'll talk to them. You guys have all done that where you go through a guided you know, talking menu.
0: Right. And that's, that's what Ron has set up with Eagle VA. So um, now you had a question. Did you have another question for us, Roy?
1: No, I think well, I'm you're doing the right now. things, Roy. And uh, you're getting it going, and you know it sounds like you're asking the right questions. I would just highly, highly recommend, as soon as you can get to one of these quick starts, uh, you know it's going to launch you forward a lot. OK?:
4: well, we well Oh over- that took all my money)
0: <laughs> Very funny. <laughs>
1: Well, okay, so we're going to see you, and, uh, you know, you have our contact information, so stay in touch, Roy, and I want to help you get, you know, because it sounds like you're doing the right things and you're you're moving in the right direction. We're excited to hear your testimonial letters. Yes, it's just a matter of time here. Okay, thanks.
0: You're welcome. Okay, who do we got in the queue? I have um, okay. is there a Joseph, a Todd, or a Rob. I have
2: a bill. Adam, Mary, Carl, Janie, and Joe. Okay. <laughs> Let me go. Should Hello. I give you Bill What's up next? All right. Let me go ahead and give you Bill. Just one moment, Bill. Go ahead and state your question. Hello. Hello, Bill. How are you?
7: I'm good. How are you? Hey, Bill. Hello. Um. I didn't get a chance to get my uh my sheet in but I can go through my um scenario here. Okay, um,
4: thanks. I
7: have I have a house that's been uh that's been it's in foreclosure, it's been filed on. Um okay. the arb is about uh uh ninety five K and the, the first mortgage is sixty K and the second is twenty five. And the my concern is they're um, they're four thousand dollars behind it's a seven hundred and twenty dollar payment on the first the second is a community loan from that helped them get the trying to to clean up the community and they it's there's no uh payment on it but it's due at the time of
4: the sale
1: is that second loan know? a uh with a community bank, then? Is that what you're saying?
7: It's, it's a company. I, I don't remember. I, I went through the their website because the, the buyer or the seller wasn't exactly
1: clear on okay. it. And
2: well, it was, here, here's uh, the thing,
1: guys. Every Technically, every mortgage that we take over subject to, uh, it didn't used to be this way, but now they're all pretty much due on sale. So I mean this one might be due on sale the same way that everyone is due on sale but nobody ever calls them due because
7: well, they don't no, want no, I just, Or is
1: my, this a my different point, Is this my a different point on animal this one
7: is it, it yeah my point on this one is it, it doesn't have a payment there's no payment yeah. due it's just it's just it needs to be paid off when when she sells
0: Yeah yeah we're familiar so let me run through the numbers it's encumbered for 85,000 uh, with the first and second works about 95 so probably worth pretty much what they owe on the property They're in arrears by four grand the seller is willing to obviously sell for what's owed correct
4: Yes,
7: yeah, it would, probably, um, it would because, be a subject to and then my question is is
0: well, remember do you think we,
7: I could discount that $25,000 loan.
0: Well remember bill we don't uh, we we don't like to take on a, a house um, Unless if there's no equity and no monthly cash flow uh, which really, there's no equity on this. It's worth real close to what they it, owe.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Bill. Um, that's why I was trying to figure out who this second is owed to, um, and that's why the word community threw me. Is this a bank or what is this or whatever? So, if you know, are they in a position or will they deal with you? Will they take two grand? Because then you're ma- then um, you have a deal. And sometimes sorry. we've. We've settled seconds in these kind of situations when they haven't received the payment in a long time and things aren't looking very rosy. We've been able to settle these things for oftentimes 10 cents on the dollar, so that's normally what our first offer would be.
6: Yes.
1: So it, it, okay. in fact, I'd probably if you can get the contact information from these people, and say, and then you could, you know, you could maybe get a forbearance on the amount owed on the first, which basically means, you know, put they put it on the end if you catch it up. I mean, you don't have to catch it up that way.
0: Right. They take the late fees and late payments, the $4,000, and put it on top of the, the $60,000 mortgage. Yeah. Now it's
1: $64,000. See, but then, so then you would get this property for 64000 and, you know, if, if the ARV is ninety-five, you know, then this is a deal. This is a good deal. Um, and then, uh, and you also have financing in place. Um, I, right. I even probably, if I had to, really had to, if I could settle that second for a grand or two or something small, I'd probably, you know, just pay the uh, late fees and stuff. I'd try to negotiate them down, but, you know, I, if they wouldn't do, if they wouldn't put them on the end of the loan, I'd probably end up paying those too. So, because it's that good of a deal. And again, do you know what this would rent for? Guys, are using Rentometer?
7: Uh, yeah, I've, I've used it before. Uh, I, I, I haven't looked lately on this one. Okay,
0: um, and the payment's seven hundred pro- twenty, in,
7: uh, it's probably at least 800 eight hundred or You know, probably it could probably it would probably be about a hundred dollar spread. What I'm guessing. yeah, so there's monthly
0: um, cash flow. Uh, if we can wipe off that second mortgage for pennies on the dollar, now why why would a uh, a person wipe it off for that? Because they know that if they go to the foreclosure steps, they're going to see nothing anyway.
7: Right. Mm-hmm. So now I have, check, I have one more question.
1: Um, we just the, do the research the, on that, see who's holding that note, and see what you can negotiate with them, because that would turn this into a good deal. Yes. Yeah.
7: Okay. What? What is? How do I get them to deal with me?
1: Uh, just tell them that you're interested in buying the property, and that uh, you know that you've you got to get this authorization from the seller
0: get the authorization to release information it's a quick phone call to see if we can negotiate that twenty five grand uh if not then there's really nothing we can do to help them
1: right but if okay. you have this authorization to release information, then they'll talk to you uh on beha- you know when you're working on the deal
7: okay, great now one more thing um she tried to make up some of the payments she sent them I think her mom or somebody gave her some money she sent in oh, payments and, yeah. they, and they refused it
1: yeah the re- first
7: mortgage company
1: yeah 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 they usually what? will refuse it unless you pay all of it all at once yeah that's common oh I see okay yeah they,
7: so they, they have so to I could, still, I could still deal with them then it's not a yeah right.
0: yeah 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 and, like Brian said, you know if we can wipe off that second, we'll even come in with the four grand because there's so much equity buying the house for mm-hmm. uh, sixty two thousand
1: with it being worth ninety five The thing is the banks right. from the bank's point of view, if they're in the process of the foreclosure and they take any money, they have to start the whole process over again, so and it just makes a mess of things, so they if they oh, if you the whole thing to pay or pay 'em off in full, they'll take it, but you know, that's why they don't take partial payments and stuff, usually. That's right. Okay, Okay. well, that sounds like a good potential.
0: Yeah, we're excited for you, Bill. Keep us posted.
1: All right, thanks so much. You bet. You're welcome. Who's up next?
2: Uh, we
0: got Adam in the queue.
2: Okay, next on the line we have Adam. Adam, please go ahead.
1: Hello.
0: Well, hello, Adam. How's it going? I'm well. How about yourself? Wonderful. Great. Uh, just a couple of questions about calling Fizbos. Um sure.
5: When I first get on the phone, they ask if I'm a buyer or a realtor. If I say I'm a buyer and later on they find out I'm an investor, they get a little uh, moody. So I just tell them right away, my company's buying homes in your area.
0: Well, and here's the deal. Um, when we call them, we say that uh, we're interested in buying a house in that neighborhood. Um, in in reality, we, we are buying a house, I mean, in that neighborhood,
1: okay? Right. Well, we're always interested in bioses. Here's your posture, and people ask us this all the time. Uh, you know, how should I go in there? And should I have an 800 number and act like I'm a big company, or should I just be, you know, mom and pop or what? so our usually the approach that we found works best and this is sort of along the lines of ugly signs sometimes work a lot better than beautifully pre-printed signs is basically we say I live in the community you're like a neighborhood investor okay you're you live in the community you you know help improve the community and make it you know raise property values by helping people get into houses who normally couldn't and you know help people get you know sell their house the fastest and easiest way And so you're just there to help people, help folks out. And, you know, I know you have a house situation, Mr. Steller, and I'd love to be able to help you if I can. Um, This is what I do. You know, I just live one town over here, and, you know, so I, I work in your area a lot. I'm real familiar with it, so I'd love to be able to help you out. And then you do your closing call. But, guys, a little bit of rapport building in the beginning will help you immeasurably down the line. Because a lot of times, you know, you get these objections and stuff, well, who are you or how long have you been doing this or whatever, and if you kind of build a little rapport up front, uh, that stuff just doesn't come up. And uh, the posture that we have found in all of our thousands of students that works best, and especially because, guys, you're not a big company, so if you try to come off that way, it's not going to work anyway. So you are just, you know, you're a... a uh, right. Yeah, you're a skilled neighborhood investor who, who uh, you know, does this. And, and now, guys, if they say, well, how many deals have you done or anything like that, just say, well, I'm with a group... And you can always say this, guys. You're with us. If you're on board with Ron and us, you're on board. You're with a group that does these kind of deals nationally and has done them for over 30 years.
0: We're very good at what we do. And here's a funny thing about that I do want to add, Brian. Um, Just the other day, um, Dean uh, Dean ended up buying a house. He moved in it himself, and that's not even out of the question. So um, if you get a good enough deal and it's a gorgeous house, we have seen a lot of fellow investors call on a FISBO and end up moving in it themselves.
1: Now, if you're getting this reaction when you say, if they say, are you a realtor? And, guys, you know, when you're buying houses, a lot of realtors call for
0: Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, Ryan, because we say the good news is we're not a real estate agent, so there's not like 6% commission and, and uh, you know, uh, we can buy your house without the 6% commission, and a lot of times we can even take care of the closing costs, 2 to 3%, and then you just keep talking with the closing call.
1: Okay. And, uh, you know, I we don't even, okay, I will have to say that there is some people have a certain prejudice because of whatever, some story of their second uncle on their mom's side who once got, you know, shafted by some real estate investor. So sometimes people have kind of a negative sort of a prejudice going in. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I don't tend to say investor. I say, you know, we're, we're a local, we buy houses locally. We help folk, folks with their house problems. And, you know, we've been around a long time. And, and just everything I said before. So just go through and just that's how we have found that our students do best. So did that help you out, Adam? It did. It oh, did. great.
5: Um, can I ask one more thing? Sure. Uh, when uh, I ask for the loan information, they say, why do you need that? You tell them, you know, listen, sometimes I pay all cash, sometimes I take over debt, final a lease purchase, but I need to know. They'll still say, I still don't understand why you need to
7: know that.
0: Should right, you and, you know, I mean, sometimes there's ways that we can make it work by doing something with the financing Uh, Do you have a mortgage on the property? And, you know, so you can ask. We have, like, ten different mortgage objection responses. If you still can't get that mortgage information after the ten mortgage objection responses, they're just a suspect and you need to move on.
1: Okay. Okay you know part of it is they are locked into the traditional mo- mode of real estate they you know and that's why i i don't like using words like creative financing or anything but that's what we're doing and mm-hmm. so they uh you know they don't understand why you need to know this information. So you just need to explain that it's all about financing. And so the way our business works, if we had to go out and get a new mortgage on every house we buy, we wouldn't be able to get very many houses because mortgages are expensive. But this way, you know, we don't go into all this. this, I'm explaining this to you guys. This is not something you go into with your sellers and stuff. But this is how we approach it. I would tell you that if you go to your sellers, and just, honey, I, I wish everybody had this thing, because I just came out with this report that's 10 mortgage objections, and it's specifically this. But if you build rapport, you'll also find you get this objection a lot less. And, Ron, guys, if you have your quick start manual and you've been to the quick start, Ron has his objection right in there. Right
0: in it, right in the quick start manual. That's correct.
1: Yeah. And he says, you know, if you, if you just say you're if you come back and you try to answer their objection and they, and they still won't budge, then, uh, you know, just move on.
0: All right. These were great questions. Thank you. I'm sure everybody enjoyed those answers.
5: That was real helpful. Thanks a lot.
0: You're welcome. Uh, do we got uh, Jeannie in the crew? In the queue? <laughs> <laughs> I called it queue. In the crew and the queue.
2: Okay. Yes. Yeah, Jeannie. Next on, the line, next on the line we have is Mary. Mary, please go ahead. Mary. Mary. Hi. Yeah. Oh, hello, um, Mary. How
6: well, are you doing? I'm doing real well, and I really am enjoying the uh, session tonight, especially the explanation for the for sale by owner. That was very good. Okay. I've been studying with Ron for 10 years, and I've been trying to get in. Anyway, I finally got my first cash buyer. They Mm -hmm. are a little bit picky. They're looking in an area that is high priced, but they want to do um a fix and flip deal and I tried to explain to them that the area that they were looking in it's like your pretty gated communities they're high priced homes so anyway I did go ahead and try I've been to Craigslist I looked at the ads I put ads in okay so I did that I went into for sale by owner and we live in a um northern Illinois uh it's a rural area even the 18 miles, uh, either way, it just is hard to deal with investing anyway. So I, there were only six for sale by owner ads, and none of them were in the price range that the buyer
0: wanted. It was out of their price range. So I- So Mary, yeah. uh, you already put a Craigslist ad saying, um, young couple looking to pay all cash, on a home in this area with these features, please call ASAP." Yes. And you got no response. Something to that effect. Well, I just started Saturday.
6: She just called me Saturday. And she wanted me, well, you see my ad to her was that I had properties. So she's expecting me to come up with, well, with a property, but even if I had them, they wouldn't have
0: been in the area that they wanted.
1: Well, are you know. Mary are they totally married to that one area?
0: Oh, she's an unrealistic, cash yeah. out buyer, honey.
1: Well, yeah. she's yeah. She, here, here's what I'd do. I do. I mean, if you, there are six four cell buyers, I mean, you can put some flyers out, and sometimes that can be a good thing. I mean, if you know it's a, and it's a very specific area that they want to live in. But if if it's gated communities, flyers are a little tricky sometimes. But somehow you need to, you can do postcards into a certain area too. Now, if that's a super desirable area, if you can just hit that area a little bit with a little bit of marketing, uh, yellow letters and and like that, uh, and this may be a case where you actually just tailor your yellow letters to a zip code. And normally I don't, you know, I usually want you to use some kind of a targeted list. But in this case, if it's a small area and, the, and it's very desirable, even if you find a house and these people have moved on, you know, you'll have, there'll probably be interest in this area.
0: And that, Mary, that's when you go back to the buyer, the cash-out buyer, and you say, this is what you can get for this price. Here you go. Right. right. And see if they get more realistic. Yeah. Okay. Do you do anything with REOs? Because oh, that yeah. Because what I was... Next, yeah, okay. real estate loan. Now, obviously, you've got to pay all cash, so you have to have your private lending lined up. Um, and uh, we submit quite a few REO offers. I, I will tell you. And uh, is, go ahead, honey. Is there a I, this is very, for
1: that? Mary, this is really yes. specific to your area. I will tell you that in some areas, like if you go to, to the auction uh, or if you, you know, are trying to buy REOs, there's lots. There's plenty to pick from, and, and you know, there's, uh, but in some areas there's less. So you, know, you can go and start looking through the MLS. Everybody should have a realtor on their dream team, and if you don't have a real estate license or if you're not a realtor, you need a realtor on your dream team who can start watching for REOs for you. If your area is lucrative for REOs, you guys should be putting in REO offers on a regular basis. Um, so that's, you know, that's something that you're going to need a realtor to do because uh, all this stuff goes through realtors now. Now, we didn't used to use realtors for quite a few years there when the market was real hot, We but now that there's so much foreclosure and short sale action and realtors are very involved with these deals, you're going to be working with realtors a lot more. So uh, yeah. that's a good thing because, guys, if you get a short sale, I want you to not be babysitting this. Have your realtor babysit it and find one realtor that's, if, you're gonna, if you run into short sales and you start putting some under contract, you can just turn them over to the realtor, and they'll sit there and babysit it, and they don't get paid unless the thing goes through. And so, you know, they'll give you updates on that, and, and then they'll either close it or they won't. And if they do, hey, great. You know, so that's, that's, there's a lot of good ways to work with realtors, and REOs is, uh, is one like you're talking about here.
0: Well, I'm, I'm uh, glad you asked that question, Mary, because it's a very common question. Okay. Um when, you, Mary, or? When,
6: when they um bring me a, a house I'm interested in, is there a formula or do I just have to accept
0: what they're asking? So uh no, you wanna fill out the lead property information sheet
1: and obviously talking about REOs now, right? Yes. You're talking about these REOs, Mary?
0: Yes. Oh, REOs, okay. Uh,
1: so if you're talking about an REO, will, they will bring you possibilities from the R- MLS. Remember, you know, everybody can see the MLS. So, you know, you might have some competition on these kind of properties out there. So if, But they'll, if you get a good agent, they'll be right on top of it, and they'll be actually looking for stuff on a regular basis for you. And then if they bring you stuff, you've got to be ready with the money, and you've got to put in an offer. And usually banks, uh, when you're buying these REOs, they want a deposit, and you're not getting that deposit back. Yes. So, I mean, you've got to be ready to go, and you, gotta, you know, you, you got to have your funding source. And you, you, you brought that up, Brian, because uh, the private lender is going to
0: tell you what kind of LTV loan to value that you'll be looking for so that you know what kind of offer to submit in your area.
1: But guys, go by Ron's Mayo formula. Do
0: you all know that? Arv, yeah, Arv, you know it's 70% minus repairs equals maximum allowable offer. Yeah. Okay, I was that? wondering. Arv times 70%. Now some areas we do Arv times 60% minus repairs, but it depends on your area on those REOs.
1: So it's after repaired value. You can say market value or whatever, but Arv after repaired value times 70% minus whatever the repairs are. So if you think there's 10,000 repairs and it's a $200,000 house, so our would be, it's 200,000 times 70%, so that's 140 minus, let's say it needs 10,000 repairs, so it'd be 130, would be mail. So you can't offer more than that. Now, depending on how these properties are going, and when you get the right realtor, they'll tell you they'll say look if you put this in it's a waste of time for everybody and you look oh, a lot of them say that yeah and, and but they know their market you get a realtor who puts these in on a fairly you know regular basis and you'll be they'll guide you as much as you need and you need a proof of funds letter and you need the funds because you're going to close on this thing and uh, then your exit strategies you know there's a lot of different ways you can get out but remember your money's tied in or somebody's money is tied into this now, if, if, you know... That's
0: a good point, honey. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, we got a couple people in the queue. I wondered if we can grab a couple more callers.
1: So that's that's a Thank quick you. overview on REOs, guys.
0: Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Okay, we've got quite a few people in the queue here.
2: Okay, next in the queue we have is Carl. Carl, please go ahead. Hey, Carl. Hi, Hi Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi.
4: Hi, where are you from? Field, Missouri. All right. About an hour from Branson, if you know where Branson is. Most people (laughs)
0: Of course we do.
1: Uh, We just did one of our Taking Action Communication workshops in Branson a couple months ago, and it was great. So guys, remember, we're the Wolf Couple. If you haven't heard about us or seen us, um, we're on the Gold Club in certain places, and uh, we've been around with Ron actually doing quick starts with ron for over 10 years so uh you'll always see us at all the quick starts we do these live seller calls at all the quick starts too so bring in leads uh if you and remember if you've been to the quick start real estate school you can come back uh, for free for one year five hundred dollars uh after one year and it's a great refresher course there's always new things going on and uh, we got one coming up in pittsburgh here actually this week and there's plenty on the schedule. So keep track of that. It's a great refresh, of course, if you can get to one of those. And of course, like I said, you'll see Lynette and I there. Um, okay. You know what? Let's take uh, who is?
4: Carl, what's your question, Carl? Well, I have a couple questions. Um, my first question is that my wife and I are just getting started. And we have read and watched videos. And we just don't know what to do first. Um, Build a team or, you know, build a website or cards or flyers or what we should do first?
1: I would say first go to the Quick Start Real Estate School. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, have you, you have not been to the school, right? you been to it? No, we have not. Uh, that's the, where it's sort of the basic training for real estate investing. But I'm telling you right now, it's, uh... You need to get cards. You need to get, uh, you know, research this yellow letter. There's tons of stuff on the Gold Club. And obviously everybody on this call is on the Gold Club. There's so many resources there. But you're right. This is kind of a step-by-step, like, what do I do next? I'm telling you, the main thing you need to do is, like I say all the time, guys, there's two things. Even if you've never done a real estate deal yet. I will consider you, i am giving you permission to consider yourself a successful real estate investor if two things are happening. One, you have lead flow coming through. At least, I, I mean, I, I'm going to say at least five leads a week. Yeah, yeah, that's a good
0: point. So, Carl, uh, lead flow. So even if you get on the phone, type in 4 sale by owner, go to Zillow, go to Craigslist, start calling some FISBOs.
4: Okay. Have you done that yet? No, we haven't. We haven't done anything except read some books and watch some videos and um, that's really about it. We're just getting started.
0: Well, I'd like to call some FISBOs, I mean, because obviously Eagle VA, um, when you can hire a virtual uh, a VA like that, they can do the outbound calls for you, but it's kind of good practice for yourself to uh, call some FISBOs first to kind of see what they go through, um, because like Brian said, number one is lead generating.
1: Mhm. And then okay. number two is just trying to close the deals now I don't know uh, how many of you guys have closing calls of Ron's or ours like the scripts for those Um, we have a whole set of scripts on closing calls of all the different kinds of deals Ron has that we have we have uh, this would really help you obviously um, so because you got to be saying something when you're doing these closing calls so uh, hopefully you guys either have that or can get to the quick start where you know we have that um, and Ron has tons of scripts in his manual and everything to help you guys along. Uh, but I, basically you just got to try to get as many leads going as you can and just try to be closing them. Now, obviously you need to understand a few things like how does a subject to deal work and, you know, and how does, you know, how do I structure it and how do I explain it to them and, and that kind of thing. And that's why that basic, uh, quick start is so good. That, cause that's what that gives you. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I, one more question? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, so we live
4: uh, near Springfield, Missouri, and, you know, we're within a couple hours of Kansas City and St. Louis and Joplin and Branson and all that. Is is there somewhere on Ron's site we could go to see, um, like, where we might have the best chance of getting started as far as um, areas to pick? You know, to to go and look at homes and that sort of
1: thing. Here, here's what I want you to do. Uh, right now, you're wide open, right? You could you could start your farm area. This is what we call a farm area, and this is an important decision because when you you want to pick an area that's an active area. So you wanna you're gonna to have to do a little research, and you can talk to realtors in your area. And you probably, I mean, I don't I don't want to send you on some big huge road trip, but if you already have specific areas in mind. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe drive around there i want you to pick housing that uh, it's for sure over 150 unless you want to work ugly houses too if you have an affinity for ugly houses that's okay but you might want to have two farm areas then. Away from the war zones of course. Uh, yeah and you might have a housing you know that's like a hundred thousand average house price or whatever because your comfort zone is in there. But as soon as possible, break out of that comfort zone and find another farm area that's like maybe 250 and up. A luxury home. Yeah, or at least like 200 and up because um, you're just going to make more money if the houses are more expensive. So I want you, when you're trying to pick your farm area, guys, number one thing I look for is school district because a lot of what you're selling to is, is families, is younger families and you know, these people care what high school their kids go to and all that. So And you can't lose if you got a great school district. So that's what I always say. Um, so I, that's one thing you want to focus on. And just you want to, when you start talking to these realtors, ask them, and here's the key thing, write this down, D-O-M. This is days on market. So you ask them how many days on market the average property is in you know, blank area. They can do it by, they can run all these reports and stuff by area. So they could just say, okay, well, these houses in this one area, the days on market is 30 days, average is 30 days. Okay, that's really good. That's a very active market. That's fast. That's, that would be in the range of something you're interested in. If they say the average days on market is 90 days in this area, that's not such a great area. Okay, so that, those things help you pick your farm area. And then, you know, just your own taste and where you want to work. And, and, uh, and then, guys, when it comes right down to it, it's trial and error. Um, you start working an area, and, you know, if you get great results, you stick with that area. Um, if you get medium results, you might want to try another area. But, uh, you know, it's trial and error when you get down to. But once you pick a hot area, pretty much, y- you know, you're, you're set up and you just got to start, you know, moving forward. Yeah,
0: and, Carl, uh, like Ron says, um, you know, this works everywhere. Okay. He likes you to start 30, you know, 30 minutes away from where you live, a good farm area. Generally speaking, because you can drive within 30 minutes. But um, this this real estate works everywhere. Um, he always makes a joke how it's going to work everywhere, but where you live. <laughs> so uh, you can start out with a closer farm area, and then you can branch off, like you said.
1: Yeah, and like uh, when Mary and us were talking, she needs a bigger farm area. So some, if you're in a, a small town area. You, it's better if you have an area where it's at least 30,000 people, uh, do, you know, and, and bigger cities is good. But, guys, if you are in a bigger city, like we're in the Phoenix area, there's no way we can work this whole area. So you're going you're gonna to find your work in one end of town, and usually it's by your end of town. It is nice if it's close. So uh,
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Carl, did you have another quick question? We're kind of running out of time here.
4: No, that was it. I, I just wanted to get some ideas where we should start. Um,
1: All you right. Know, well, get, get your card made up. Added. Get your card made up. Get a website. Uh, look into some more of these offers on the Gold Club. Call some Fizbo's. Yeah, and it really seriously, the sooner the sooner rather than later, get to a quick start school, um, it will really give you the basis that you need to move forward too.
0: That will be awesome.
1: Great. Right. We'll see you there. Well, thank you very much. You bet. You're welcome.
0: Bye, Carl. You know what, Bye. let me, um, it's actually, uh, the time is up on the, uh, I know there's people in the queue, but we have to run. We have another appointment. So um, this was a phenomenal call. I really enjoyed this a lot. These were great questions.
1: I loved talking to you guys. And like I said, you'll see us at all the quick starts, where every one of Ron's quick starts. And we have this big summit coming up now. So we really want to see you there. Actually, Ron and us just shot a uh, little video that talks about the summit, and you'll see that on the Gold Club, actually, maybe as early as tomorrow. Uh, and so check that out. It's really funny, and it, uh. it uh, kind of talks about the summit when it is. It's in Orlando, September 3rd through the 7th, and we'll be there the whole time, and it's a lot of fun, and Ron is going to actually teach 10 different classes uh, you know and and so it, it's really it's going to be a fabulous event and so if you can get there in Orlando September 3 through 7 that would be great uh, and of course obviously I'm a big huge believer in Ron's system and the quick start and that's how all of our success student, our success stories have gotten started.
0: And we would love to see you at the Great American Real Estate uh, Summit and Expo. Like Brian said, it's on the Gold Club. You can sign up there, but it's going to be phenomenal, and you can look forward to that. Uh, should I tell them a little bit what, what we did with Ron on that? No. Hey, it a... okay, it's a surprise. You're going to love this little video. Uh, that we did with Ron the Ground. So anyway, we want to thank you very much for being on this call.
1: Yep, good job, guys. And, you know, it keeps your head in the game when you keep uh, yourself exposed to the good information. So stay tapped into the Gold Club site, Ron and us, and uh, and keep your, your eyes on the prize. This is the Wolf Couple over and out. Yep, bye-bye, guys. Okay, bye-bye.